Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is changing the way how we talk about sports. Download it for free on the iOS app and have a full-blown discussion with me, your favorite analysis, reporter, athlete, fans, whatever the case might be. It is a really cool app to just have a full-blown sports discussion about your favorite team. Again, download it for free on any iOS app. Now, let's talk about the New Jersey Devils and certain scenarios that people are going to be talking about coming this offseason. And obviously, this information is provided by the folks at Pucks and Pitchforks on Fansided's website. They're going to be talking about how Mackenzie Blackwood is not a good goaltender and how Nico Heijer was not a good choice for the captain role. Now, there's some things I agree with and there's some things I disagree with. For the most part, disagree with, but, you know, we can address the things I agree with. But overall, I think people need to know more about New Jersey Devils hockey and what those two respective players brought for our respective organizations. So buckle up as I have a full-blown discussion. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2 p.m. Eastern Time, May 28th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And I just want to say in advance, Monday is going to be Memorial Day. So obviously it's Memorial Day weekend. I just want to say thank you for everyone who has served in the military and for everyone who has uh, paid the ultimate sacrifices for our freedoms in this great country. We pay homage to you on Monday. So thank you for your service. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for your sweat, blood, and tears for this great country. Now, if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically didn't talk about this offseason. I talked about the offseason after this offseason. So 2022 offseason for the New Jersey Devils. Why did I talk about it? Well, I kind of saw a compelling article uh, from another New Jersey Devils website, and it basically talked about how the New Jersey Devils were going to have a lot of restricted free agents come around that time period, and it's not like they're minor players. So for, first and foremost, uh, it, there's six players that they highlighted, so Boquist and Maltsev were obviously on that list. However, there were four other players, including Miles Wood, Jack Hughes, Pavel Zaka, and Jesper Brat, who are all set to be restricted free agents come 2022 offseason. And it does raise the question, like, we'll have a lot of money, but at the same time, what are we going to do with our roster? How are we going to construct it? And unfortunately, this offseason will actually impact next year's offseason because remember, guys, when you're looking at the salary cap currently, it's with the players that we currently have signed to the roster. So whoever we sign during the course of the offseason and forever how long we sign them for, it's going to affect next season. So ultimately, it's going to be a few difficult decisions for the New Jersey Devils organization, and this is going to make or break Tom Fitzgerald because this is going to be the next major step in our rebuild to see if we can get back to contention because, like I told you guys, I've been hinting the last couple episodes or so about New Jersey potentially doing big trades. Are we like the Washington Capitals where we have a lot of veteran players on our roster and where we have to win now before all those players either retire or just completely fall off the map in terms of production? So, you know, the Washington Capitals, they have a lot of veteran pieces, including uh, Backstrom, Ovechkin, Oshie, 
all those players. And obviously there's Tom Wilson on the team who's 26 years of age and he's one of the youngest players on the team. So goes to show you how young our team is because 23 years old, you're one of the oldest people on the team on the New Jersey Devils roster. Or are we like the Oilers where we have two promising young players in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but for some reason we can never get over the hump and for some reason our players are a little hot-headed at times or they can be a little diva-like-esque if you know what I mean. But overall, I think we're like the Oilers where we're a young team and we have room to improve and obviously we have two former first overall picks in Jack Hughes and Nico Heizer. Now, what are we going to be talking about this episode specifically? Well, we're going to be talking about the offseason. And no, we're not going to be talking about rumors. We're not going to be talking about potential signings. We're not going to be talking about potential trades. We're actually going to talk about the current players on our roster right now. So I went on Fansided and I found an article from Pucks and Pitchforks. And they actually brought up a few scenarios that I find compelling. And uh, they're scenarios that I've talked a little bit about this show Uh, in past episodes and ultimately I just want to see what their mindset is for these current scenarios and I want to give you guys my reaction to them because uh, reading the article it's actually very interesting and it's stuff I've been saying before because you know like uh, one of the scenarios is Mackenzie Blackwood isn't good enough if you guys are a religious listener to my show you know how I feel about Mackenzie Blackwood and what he could potentially bring to our organization so those are certain scenarios that we're going to talk about and overall I think it's going to be very interesting to just go through this article and hear what they have to say because maybe they can add some more points to my point or maybe I'll disagree with them in some regards but overall let's just see what they said so first and foremost this is a scenario I already brought up they said Mackenzie Blackwood isn't good enough this is one of the scenarios that people are going to be talking about during the course of the offseason when questioning the New Jersey Devils because our goaltending situation is kind of thickeny to say the least because like I told you guys we have Mackenzie Blackwood who is our set starter we signed him to an extension over the offseason and for the next few years he is going to be our starting netminder for the next few seasons as you guys recall we signed him very cheaply to an extension because we knew if he was to hypothetically go onto the open market then uh, a lot of teams would just overlook him and what he could potentially bring to a roster so overall we know what we can get out of Mackenzie Blackwood and we feel as though especially looking at the first three games of the year I saw you saw we all saw what Mackenzie Blackwood was potential of doing for our organization and quite honestly after those first three games of the year I knew it was early but at the same time I knew that uh, he could have had a legit running at the Vesna Trophy had he stayed healthy and had he uh, been a little more consistent when he was healthy for us. So that's another thing that I want to talk about. So a lot of people this offseason, they're going to be talking about the overall impact that Mackenzie Blackwood had for our organization. And they're just going to say that he isn't a good goaltender because if you guys recall, like, you know, people were talking about Sorokin. People were talking about Shasurskin. And if you guys recall, Shasurskin got his first career shutouts in the NHL against the New Jersey Devils this season. So a lot of people were talking about that, but not enough people were talking about Mackenzie Blackwood. And when they were talking about Mackenzie Blackwood, it wasn't in a, you know, really positive way. But uh, the one thing I want to say is, like, look at his few bright moments. So, obviously, we talked about the first three games of the year in which he was able to just uh, put his foot on the gas pedal. He was our best defender during those uh, first few games of the year. We just couldn't get him any help defensively. And that's another thing. So... 
Uh, there's a few things that need to go in the way for Mackenzie Blackwood in order for him to just get the credit that he deserves to be a legit starting netminder and a legitimate candidate for the Vesna Trophy, but overall just things didn't go his way. So the first thing that I want to discuss, and I've hinted towards this, is the defense. The defense needs to do a better job of helping Mackenzie Blackwood, especially when we're in our specialty teams for the penalty kill, because our penalty kill and our overall defense was atrocious, guys. That's why we had to get rid of Kulikov. That's why we had to release Sammy Votnin. That's why Will Butcher was getting more time on the ice as the season was coming towards the end. Because at that point, we ran out of ideas. We were just desperate. We were just like, something needs to go a little bit better for us defensively. Now, Ty Smith, he was a positive. Um, Severson, he was a positive. P.K. Subban, he approved. But at the same time, he just isn't the same player that he once was a few years ago. And Murray, like, he just was not a good fit at all this season. But similar to Janssen, maybe if he gets another chance, maybe he'll do better. But overall, the defense that helped Mackenzie Blackwood, I put that in quotation marks, really did not help him out at all. And that was uh, the main critique that I had after those first three games of the year. But there is a positive, so hopefully we can sign a good defensive man during the course of the offseason, make a trade, whatever the case might be, because we do need some help defensively. Kevin Ball, I felt as though, even though he didn't really make that much of an impact, he was showing glimpses of just what he could potentially do by redirecting shots and also blocking them. So for Mackenzie Blackwood, help will be on the way. Now let's talk about his COVID and his injury situation, because a lot of people seem to forget about that. So if you are a hockey fan and you're saying that Mackenzie Blackwood isn't a good goaltender, then I'm going to say you were not paying close enough attention to New Jersey Devils hockey because Mackenzie Blackwood is a good goaltender. The problem is he was sick and he also got injured. That, that was his downfall this season. It was an injury-riddled year for the New Jersey Devils, and that was one of our main downfalls. We just couldn't seem to get all of our guys healthy at the same possible time. Now, if we're looking at his career statistics, yes, so his record was 14-7, and seven, and his goals against average was his career worst, along with his save percentage. So his goals against average was 3.04, and his save percentage was 9.02. But think about this, guys. He had COVID, he, he missed a few weeks, and then he comes back and he's thrown right back into the fire, and then he is constantly dealing with injury. So, like, if we look at it in that context, despite an injury-riddled year and despite him having to deal with COVID because he revealed in an interview that he was hit hard with COVID when he tested positive for it, that's why he was out for that uh, amount of time at the beginning of the year, then we're, we're, we're looking at someone who was able to put up very respectable numbers during uh, a time period in which he wasn't feeling 100% during the course of the season. Now, am I trying to make excuses for him? No, I'm not trying to make an excuse for him. But at the same time, I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, we, we, we need to, like, look at it in a different perspective. Now, I don't think he's as bad as Tristan Jari or what Carter Hart was for the Flyers and for the Penguins, respectfully. So, like, Carter Hart completely screwed over the Flyers. Tristan Jari, especially in the playoffs against the Islanders, if you looked at that final game of the series, he really screwed the Penguins. And that was another X Factor that I didn't look at. And also, remember when Jari let up, uh, like, six or so goals against the New Jersey Devils in just one period? So, like, I don't remember Mackenzie Blackwood ever doing something like that. Or, like, I don't recall the New Jersey Devils ever losing a game, like, nine to nothing. 
as long as Mackenzie Blackwood was on the rink, I'm just saying, like, you know, we've had a few ugly losses, but, you know, when Mackenzie Blackwood is on the rink, you know, I I don't recall uh, him letting up, like, eight or so goals to the Rangers. I don't recall him, like, screwing his team over intentionally, like, you know, because look what Jari was doing in the playoffs. He completely choked. So, like, look at that perspective. So, yeah, Sorokin was great for the Islanders, and Shasurskin was great for the Rangers. And they are young goaltenders. Same with Mackenzie Blackwood. We just need to give them some more time. So, according to Pucks and Pitchforks on Fansided, when it comes to advanced stats, it's even worse. So, Blackwood ranked 82nd in goals saved above average when comparing every goalie who played a game. When limiting it to goalies who played 500 minutes, he was uh, ranked at 52nd. So, uh, yeah, he has to work on his save percentage, obviously. I told you it was, it was his career worst, but at the same time, the man was injured, the man was sick, the man didn't have any defense, and look, didn't he have, like, save of the year candidate? Like, look what he did against the Boston Bruins that allowed us to win that game one to nothing. Like, I tweeted that out. That was the save of the year right there for Mackenzie Blackwood because he did, like, a full-blown splits. So Mackenzie Blackwood is a good goaltender, everybody, and I don't want anyone to bash on him, okay? There will be no Mackenzie Blackwood bashing under any stretch of the imagination. So Mackenzie Blackwood will be much better next season, I guarantee it. You just have to, you know, help him out defensively, and you need to give him some time because in the first few games of the year, guys, like I said, he was our best defender, and he's a goaltender. I literally tweeted that out. He was uh, Mackenzie, like, uh, brick wall. Like, uh, I think that's what we called him. What, what do we call him? No, Mackenzie uh, Brickwood. That's what we called him. So we, we, we need to look at in that in that regards. Mackenzie Blackwood is a good goaltender, and he'll do much, much better next season. I guarantee it. Now, it's time for the first live read this morning. And speaking of energy, because I'm sure Mackenzie Blackwood could use one of these so that way his stats can improve next year and he can have uh, full-blown energy to finish the course of the year. So it's from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited-time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? I love the birthday cake one. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting protein bar ever, but they're super duper healthy as well. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. There you go. I repeat it so that way I don't have to say it again. So if you need a recap of what we're talking about, uh, I basically found an article on Fansided published by Pucks and Pitchforks, and they're basically talking about certain narratives that people are going to be talking about during the course of the offseason for the New Jersey Devils, and I find this quite interesting, and we might have to make this two parts because it is really good, and I agree with most of their points. So uh, another narrative that people are going to be talking about during the course of the offseason is that Nico Heizer was a bad choice for a captain. Now I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was a little hesitant about assigning the captain role to Nico Heizer because, like I told you guys, I would have wanted uh, Travis Zajac to be the captain for the New Jersey Devils because he's been with our organization through thick and thin and thin and thinner. 
I don't know why we didn't give him the captain role sooner, if I'm being completely honest with you. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was going to be, hypothetically, his final year with the New Jersey Devils, whether we traded him or he didn't resign with us in free agency. Because like I told you guys, Travis Zajac at this point, he's just looking for another chance to go back to the Stanley Cup Finals. And he's just looking for that uh, ring because, unfortunately, it, it didn't happen uh, in 2012 when we played the Los Angeles Kings. So, you know, uh, Travis Zajac, he, he deserves to get another opportunity for a ring. So I guess that's why he wasn't in our long-term plans. And yeah, I was a little hesitant about assigning Nico Keisha to captain because, you know, I've had this discussion before with my fellow New Jersey Devils podcasters. And I said, like, you know, do we give it to Nico Heizer, who's one of the youngest players on the team? He hasn't seen much. He's seen a decent amount, but not enough. Or do we give it to Travis Zajac, who's been with our organization since 2006? So I was like in first or second grade when he was first playing with the New Jersey Devils. Because I'm, I'm 21 now, guys. So uh, for, for Travis Zajac, I was like, we need to give him the captain role because he can be a great veteran leader. Now, that's probably a good option if the New Jersey Devils were playoff contenders. But the truth of the matter is we're not. So we have to give it to a young guy who's going to be sticking with our organization for a very long time. So I told you guys, uh, you know, Nico Heizer uh, is with us for the long run. Like he's not going anywhere anytime soon due to his contract. So if you guys need a reminder of the length and uh, amount of money that we're paying him is that he originally signed a seven-year, $50.75 million contract with the New Jersey Devils back in 2019, and he's not going to be an unrestricted free agent until after the 2026-2027 season, and I guess that's what the New Jersey Devils were just searching for in terms of just getting more security for the captain role because there was no guarantee that Zajac was going to remain with our organization, so uh, for Nico Heizer, he's really young, as we all know, and even though he didn't play that many games this season, like I told you guys, he missed two-thirds of the year due to uh, his leg injury, due to COVID, due to his face injury. The man was just unlucky, but he's 22 years of age, and obviously uh, he just completed his fourth year in the league, so he's seen a decent amount, but not a lot of time, so I honestly was a little on the fence when we uh, made uh, Nico Heizer the captain, because I personally wouldn't have mind if we just had three alternate captains or uh, just assigned Travis Ajak the captain role for the year. Quite honestly, I, I, I know, I know. I know what you guys are thinking, saying, Trey, we cannot just make someone the head captain for a year knowing that they're going to leave. But I'm just saying, make it an honorary thing just because, you know, Travis Ajak has been with us since 2006. He's on the brink of retirement. And this was going to be hypothetically his last season. I, I'll admit, I was on the fence uh, for Nico Heizer, but he proved me dead wrong. Because okay? look at the captain line, as I like to call him, when he was assigned with Zaka and Brat. Now, Zaka got off to a slow start to the season. As per usual, we're used to that from uh, Pavel Zaka. But who wasn't there at the start of the season? Nico Heizer. Now, who was there to finish off the season in which uh, Zaka, in the final nine games of the year, went on a hot streak and he was able to tally up 10 points, 7 goals, and 3 assists for the New Jersey Devils uh, when the season was winding down. Who was there? Nico Heizer, the captain. And like I told you guys, Brat was also good this season for the New Jersey Devils. And Zaka was able to just overall have better production this season. And like I told you guys, their stats would be much higher had they been inflated, had they played a regular 82-game season. Yes, for Brat, this season, 46 games played, he had 30 points, 7 goals, and 23 assists. 
So overall for uh, Brat and Zaka, they were just working together. They were passing well. They were uh, just looking like a total unit out there. And who was there to mesh it all together? Nico Heizer. Because as you guys remember, Zaka was starting to pick it up towards uh, the middle part of the year. And I was basically saying, should Zaka stay on the second line and Nico Heizer be moved down to the third line? So that way Nico Heizer can just uh, get his legs under him slowly but surely get back into the swing of things and you know a lot of you guys didn't agree with my stance right there but you know a lot of you understood where I was coming from but overall you know you don't want your captain to um just be the there on the third line because that's the checking line and is generally made up of more defensively oriented forwards and grinders and obviously, Nico Heizer, he's an offensive player. So I, I, I get it where you guys were coming from in that regards. But you understood where I was coming from in that regards. This was more of a we'll see what happens kind of thing. And overall, uh, sliding uh, Zaka over to one of the wingers and moving Nico Heizer back to center was actually a really good move by Lindy Ruff and the coaching staff. So I got to give credit when credit is due. And I certainly didn't bet that would happen. Now, speaking of bet, it's time for the second live read this morning. It comes from betonline.ag. So, betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended. You can track all the action at betonline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest informations. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are in full swing for the playoffs, especially in the NBA and the NHL. We've already had some uh, upsets occur this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So what's the common denominator between Blackwood and Heizer? They're both good players, but they had setbacks. And overall, I just feel like if those setbacks were taken away from them, despite in a shortened year, I believe their numbers would have been much higher. It would have been much more improved because uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, if you compare what he did midseason and also what he did at the beginning of the year, it's pretty much night and day. You saw when he came back that he wasn't really the same player that he once was to begin the year, even though it was three games. But I think in those three games, you could have gotten a good enough sense of who he was going to be as a goaltender, what direction he was heading in. Because overall, we were talking about this guy potentially being in the running for the Vesna Trophy if he continued to do what he was doing for the New Jersey Devils and if they finished in a respectable position. And then obviously for Nico Heizer, his uh, setbacks were injuries. So he injures his leg uh, before the start of training camp. He misses training camp and then he misses the start of the season. He gets COVID and then he gets hit in the face by a freak accident caused by P.K. Subban. And ultimately he missed two thirds of the year. And then Zaka uh, was starting to get on a roll in the midst of the year. And then uh, Zaka has to go on the injury list and then Zaka and Heizer are both scheduled to return but based on this trajectory and the season that Zaka was having I was saying keep Zaka at the second line and then move Nico Heizer to the third line but uh, moving Zaka to one of the wing positions and then moving Nico Heizer back to his natural spot at center was a really good decision by the coaching staff for the New Jersey Devils so ultimately if uh, you're hearing people saying that Mackenzie Blackwood is not a good uh, netminder for the New Jersey Devils, you tell them to shut up. 
Yes, he had his career worse in terms of his record, his save percentage, and his goals against average. We can all agree with that. That's facts. That's not opinion. However, here is something that's opinionated. Ask them this. Do you know why he did bad? It was because the man was injured. The man was sick. The man didn't have any defense to help him out. So aside from being sick and, and just physically not being there, you know, ultimately, but his defense wasn't really there to help him. Like, I would love to take a look at some more advanced analytics and just see, like, the high-danger shots that Mackenzie Blackwood had to face because, you know, I I couldn't tell you the amount of times that I've seen the puck get too close to him in the crease here, and I'm just like, that's not on him. That's on the defense for letting that happen. Or uh, if a team scores on their respective power play and overall, you know, our penalty killers aren't holding their end of the bargain in that regards. I'm not blaming the goaltender. It's not his fault that uh, one of his players had to go to the penalty box for being a knucklehead. He didn't get any help. Like, the penalty killers need to do a better job of clearing the zone. And that was one of the issues that New Jersey had this season, which was they just didn't know how to clear the zone. And that's fundamental. Like, if you guys look at some of the games, I'm just like, some of those games, especially, um, I, I would say, against the Flyers game towards the end of the year in which Claude Giroux was able to score, like, what? Two goals in a matter of, like, what, 90 or so seconds? Maybe it was less time than that. But overall, I was just like, that was just bad execution by the New Jersey Devils because all they had to do was clear the zone and try to get the empty netter. That's all they had to do. But instead, they let the Flyers pass the zone in uh, their respective defensive zone, and New Jersey just completely couldn't hold up defensively to stop it. And Claude Giroux, uh, you know, he's a great player. He's the captain of the Flyers. He's just able to knock down the defense and overall just bother us in that regard. So uh, we we needed a leader this year, and unfortunately, our leader was out for two-thirds of the year. But Nico Heizer, like I told you guys in his exit meeting, he's very level-headed. He has his head screwed on correctly. He knows that he has a lot to work on this offseason himself. But at the same time, he's more of a lead-by-example kind of guy. And, uh, you know, what Jack Hughes was able to do with the first line, the kid line with Sharon Govich and Kwokinen, and what Nico Heizer was able to do with his respective captain line in Brock and Zaka, I think the New Jersey Devils have something special uh, between Nico Heizer and Mackenzie Blackwood. And ultimately, if Nico Heizer can just stay healthy, and I get it that he's playing uh, in the Worlds Tournament, I, I, you know, at the same time, I support that decision because I feel like he needs to get more reps under him. But a lot of people are, were on the fence about it because he's like, dude, you've been injured all year. Why are you risking getting yourself injured even more? Guys, he needs the reps, okay? The man missed two-thirds of a shortened year. And, uh, yeah, he needs more game reps. Like, he can't just be playing, like, what, 21 games and just ultimately go into training camp and just say, okay, I'm back to normal. No, he needs to get as many games in as possible. I am all for Nico Kieser going back to Switzerland to play with his respective team. I am all for that just because uh, he, he needs that um, he, he needs the reps. So I'm all for him going back to play with Team Switzerland, quite honestly, because, you, like I told you guys, he needs the reps because he, he can't miss two-thirds of the year and go into training camp and just say, I'm back to normal, guys. I, I, like, they, no, it's not going to happen. So overall, when I'm reading those narratives from the website on Fansided by Pucks and Pitchforks, 
you know, I agree with uh, their argument saying that Nico Heizer is a much better leader than people uh, give him credit for. So obviously, he doesn't have the experience as, say, Paul Mary or Zajac. And obviously, he's young like Jack Hughes. And obviously, you know, uh, there's some work to be done. But look what he was able to do with Zaka. And look what he was able to do with Brock. And he settled them in really well. And I agree with them in that regard. Uh, when I say them, I mean uh, the authors on the fan sided page for Pucks and Pitchforks. I agree with them in that regard. And for Mackenzie Blackwood, he's not a bad goaltender. I've said this many, many times on this show. Mackenzie Blackwood just needed to stay healthy and he needed to catch a break. So that's my overall opinion when I'm reading those scenarios. And that's overall what people are going to be talking about. Because if anyone is saying that Mackenzie Blackwood is a bust or he's not going to be a good goaltender or the New Jersey Devils made a mistake by extending him, I'd say you shut your mouth right now because you don't watch Devils hockey. And if they say Nico Heizer is a bad leader, I'd say, look what Zaka was able to do in the final nine games of the year in which he had 10 points. Who do you think was there to finish off the season? And look at the start of the season in which Zaka put up nothing but zeros in the first three or four or so games. Who wasn't there? Nico Heizer. So Nico Heizer is a great leader. And I think he's going to be uh, what gets us over the hump next season. So overall, let me know what you guys think on Twitter. So uh, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Happy Memorial Day. And as we pay homage to all those fallen soldiers who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms, have a nice and safe Memorial Day weekend. I will catch you guys in the next episode on Tuesday.